0: Hello, and welcome to the People Chronicle Storied Women. My name is Anna Rosen-Gara Milch, and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. And Lunch with Lucille is the story of how one woman's life impacted another woman's life. And they, about sharing an adversity, and taking that adversity, and making it an advantage. So what we do with, on the People Chronicle Storied Women is we bring women from our community to share their story. And today, I have Wanda Negron with us today. Thank you for coming yeah. in, Wanda.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And she's going to share her story about how she changed adversities, adversities because there's many plurals here, uh, and made it an advantage, and what she does with her life now, which is r- truly admirable. I think you're really going to enjoy her story. But first I want to ask you the question of uh, what is it that you want the takeaway to be for us? What, what do you want the viewers and the people who are listening and watching this to remember from our little chat?
1: That there's not. There might be my stumbles, but um, the the feeling of wanting to overcome all of that—that that you can do it. It is
0: possible. It is possible it to is overcome possible. all the stumbles. Oh, the- it is possible to overcome all of that. Yeah, I know. I have. I know. I mean, it's amazing that you're sitting here. So yeah, If yeah. you could just share with us some of those some of those stumbles that have happened in your life.
1: Well. Short ones, first one, growing up, um, feeling like a, a foster child, living from uh, family, you know, my grandparents, my aunt, my mother, and back, and my father. Um, I had an a environment, you know, pretty much uh, involved, um, always looking for a place to fit in. I felt like I wasn't fitted in the way I wanted to grew up without a father and always looking for that father figure. Uh, being involved um, since I was a child in the community, even with little kids, you know, I was the one who always took them to church and, and play with them and I was the babysitter of the neighborhood. Um, always kept searching for something because I was that feeling empty. Since my grandmother passed away and one thing she always taught me, always be good never harm anybody. If you do those things, we will see each other in heaven. Yeah. So I kept always looking, what is this place she's talking about? You know, I want to go there so I could see her again. Um, based on that, I grew, you know, grew up in, in, having stumbles in my life and re- by relationship that I chose and still not finding something to fulfill me. I also got into a relationship uh, with the father of my daughters, where it was abusive. It was always an abuse environment. Even though I loved them, but I had to realize that I could not change that. I needed to think about myself and my children. So it just came, flashing in my mind, it's time to get out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> here I wind up in Reading. I don't know, you know, that light came up. And Reading came to the picture.
0: So you leave, this is from New York, right? Yes,
1: from New York. From New
0: York and you came to Reading. And I
1: went up in Reading and I always ask myself, you know, what am I doing here? What does God want for me? You know, some way somehow I was directed here. Um, Being always looking for that father figure, even though I met my father, but it's still a split home, you know, sisters and brothers in one side, sisters and brothers in the other side, mother and father. I still didn't have that stability of a home, a mother, and a father. Um, kept trying to survive on the situation when I left the abusive environment uh, where it was a lot of hurt physically, mentally, spiritually. And raising my two daughters on my own, it was hard. But I could always push him forward, you know, I, I gotta get out of this rut, I gotta do something, I can not continue being this way. The desire always to, to prosper, um, to better myself, because I had dreams when I was a child, I wanted to become a lawyer. But um, those dreams, you know, went to the side. Then I liked that accounting, study, you know, bookkeeping on that. But still, you know, I love school, but I neglected that. So when I was with my daughters, you know, being I got my, my GED diploma, that's also my goal that I did because I was kept pushing my sister, go to school, get your GED, you know, do something. Then she wanted to to go take the test, and boy, well, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I said, Okay, sign me up. I go for you. I go with you. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 for you. No, no. <laughs> no. So I, I go with you. I keep you company. So I took the test. First test, I failed. She failed. Well, we could go back and we take it again. Right. So I took it. This time I passed it. She failed it a second time. Oh, but why, you know, I, that I didn't take I didn't. I failed. I so said, you just keep going That's till right. you forget it. You just don't give up. Just because I got it and you didn't get it, at least I was there for mm-hmm. you. So um, when they
0: say that the fail, F-A-I-L, is the uh, first attempt at learning, something like that. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: second attempt. Yeah, and yeah. then the third time, you know, is good.
0: Okay, so you get your GED and your sister gets her GED after a few more times. Mm-hmm. And you're raising your daughters by yourself. You're in this community where you really don't know anybody, right? Because no. you're, oh, you're literally on the run. Mm-hmm. And... And, and th- but there's other things that happen in your life, right? Yes. Um, I went to college, get my
1: degree. I didn't finish it. It took one year because it was, plus I was working, you know, raising my daughters, had two jobs plus school. Right. So and I think that's
0: the single parent. I mean, that's, a, I think that's probably very common in our, in yeah. our culture sometimes when the uh, mom is, you know, mom is mom and dad as yeah. well as having to raise the children, go to school, put food on the table, put a roof over your head. Yeah, all my daughters always say, when it came to Mother's
1: Day, Happy Mother's Day, and when it came to Father's Day, always Happy Father's happy Father. Day. <laughs>
0: Good you. For know?
1: you. Um, based on that situation, I always kept pushing forward, always still looking, you know, there was something more, something missing. I did um, serving and, and, and finding a church, a place to fit in. I found, but still, you know, my, my eagerness just kept going and something, you know, missing, something was going. I guess I wasn't totally dedicated. And through all of that, um, I got involved in many community activities, especially campaigning for people that were running for city council, city mayor, or stuff like that. It was something that I always trying to find out what the people needed and how can I also put my invoice to people that were running for office, you know, this is what people need, this is what you can do. There have been a few people that I helped in my campaign, which I still haven't seen the progress. Mm
0: -hmm. So you've also had, so with all these, just trying to help in the community though, you've also had some health issues, right, and some accident issues that you've had to overcome. Yes. I had a, a
1: major car accident.
0: Major car accident.
1: Yes, that practically almost my brain flew out. I had scars here. But then through all of that, I mean, it's an experience that many people don't understand of why I experienced. Some people call it an out-of-body experience. But then
0: I was able to survive that by the grace of God. So, you, you have been able to survive so many adversities in your life uh, and I know that you've had probably the worst recently and you're sitting here next to me, you're still a survivor. And you can, Would you
1: share that? You? Um, my daughter passed away three months ago. We had a problems of mother and daughters, you know, situation, but um, you sometimes think about um, When something like this happened to your child and you were like, no, no, take that thought off, you know, Mm -hmm. your mind, because you don't even want to think about it. Sure. But then when it happens to you, for real, then it's a nightmare. I'm still dealing with, you know, like the chaplain uh, told me that uh, my grieving counselor that um, it's fresh, the woman's is fresh. it's hard every day that I don't have my child with me. It's the hardest thing. Having overcome a lot of the things, this is the hardest. I would
0: think so. That
1: life has given me, and again, by the grace of God, I'm here because it's, He is my strength. He's is the reason why I survive every adversity, every situation that I had. I always head on and I always call out to God. Um, still in all, what is keeps me going to keep myself busy is my involvement in the community right now,
0: which is a ministry called Ashes to Beauty. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Ashes to Beauty because I know that you are so very involved in that and you have taken all of your pain in a way and given it away and giving it, giving all your goodness to some, to, to others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, explain a little bit to what is Ashes to Ashes the Beauty? Ashes to Beauty deals with helping out the homeless.
1: Um, Pastor Jolie Williams is the one who started the program. She uh, went out, oh, get chills, she went out to the woods and reached out to those people and give them out food and clothing and sometimes tents. Um, We have met down River Road every Sunday, giving them, you know, food because they get food bank and everything like that. But what happens to Sundays? So we also help with servicing them. I've heard many stories and many people that have come, and I have seen many people that have overcome that and that have progress. There's a lot of ladies out there that have made it. So far, you know, they're they working us up there. Some of them have had relapse, and, um, but we're there not to judge them, but to give out a hand. S- you know, sharing a love that we have for them because people they people in need, just the same. It's hard what's going on around the world. It's, you know, here in Reading to feeling a close, the situation with the homeless where there's not enough shelters Mm -hmm. to go around. Uh, And they only have but a certain time that they could stay there, but it only takes a little, it takes a certain time to find housing as well as to find employment. It just doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen in 30 days. It's a process. You know, statistics in New York, I learned that it takes anywhere from 90 to six months to find suitable housing. And jobs, you know, by my experience, it takes, months, a couple of months to find, you know, jobs because you have to go to many interviews. So we help them out with that. Um, The pastor helps them out. Sometimes they need um, transportation. Sometimes they need clothing to go out and interview. So Access to Beauty offers that to them.
0: That's wonderful. So I think it's really, I mean, you have a really good message here, excuse me, in that even though you've had so much adversity in your life, you have used it for the good of others Yes. and I think it's it's really you're an incredible woman Wanda you know and I, I know you. I've only met you a few months ago um, under not great conditions but mm-hmm. um, but it's truly my honor to sit in the room and listen to you and, and for you to share your story with others I really I really appreciate your coming in today
1: thank you thank you so much and I appreciate
0: everyone listening thank you very much
1: thank you, thank you.